Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the John G. Or Else podcast, without which life would be incomplete and have little or no meaning. Coming to us from Skokie, Illinois, is the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. Jonathan Anowai Robleski. And I, of course, and I, of course, I, of I was going to say, you didn't introduce yourself. I will get, well, shut up and let me do it. But you always introduce yourself first. So I give you the nod one time and then you got to step all over it. You know, I, I try to, I try to let you go, uh, go first once and now you got to step all over it. I, of course, am who else, but Tommy else. Welcome to the show. This you guy, wanted to say it with me. No, I don't want to say with me because I already announced you and now you just shit all over it. So welcome to the okay. show, everybody. Well, that's a good start. John's <laughs> already, you know, once again, once again, has just thrown, he's, he's just, he's the pebble in the shoe once again. So <laughs> pebble in my shoe. How are you doing, John? I am good. You're recalling uh, Elliot Serrano with that. That's interesting. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Well, you know, the man was right. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, um, so uh, my middle name this week, correct? Uh, it? It's not correct, but it, it is a good portent of things to come. You are not uh, part of the Anoa'i uh, uh, family. The great, I am in spirit. I am the great Samoan dynasty of wrestlers. Uh, you are not uh, one of them, huh? In spirit, I am. Yeah. You know, more more so than Sami Zayn. All right. Well, now you're off the rails. Well, I will tell everybody that our guest today, however, is part of that Samoan dynasty. He is one of the uh, Anoa'i and. Uh, uh, he is uh, joining us today to tell us about uh, his professional wrestling career and his life in general. Um, L.A. Smooth, who was part of uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling, so ECW, but before it became Extreme Championship Wrestling. Um, Paul Heyman, who has been a uh, very integral part of that family's uh pro history. wrestling lineage and history absolutely uh he's got a lot of great stories and he's going to uh share them with us from uh you know being palmed in the head by uh by andre andre the giant to being there to see a young hungry Billy Kidman come into training and learn and watch him go on to success in WCW. So uh, with that, let's welcome our guest to the show, L.A. Smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show a part of the Samoan dynasty, L.A. Smooth. L.A., how are you, bro? How are you doing, man? Good man, how you doing tonight? We're great, man. How you know what's uh, what's up? What's going on? How you feeling today? Oh, I'm actually feeling good, feeling blessed. You know, uh, just recovering. Uh, I uh, recently, uh, about two and a half months ago, had a, a kidney transplant, so uh, I'm doing great, man. Doctor said I'm doing good, and uh, 
I'm recovering well and I'm ready to get back out there and do what I do best. And you That's, got that from your wife, right? Yeah, we heard about yes, that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a blessing, man. You know, uh, you know, I keep saying it, but the doctor, you know, told her that, you know, one out of a hundred thousand of a uh, husband and wife would be a match. And she was my perfect match. So it was, wow. It was totally <laughs> wow. So she was truly your perfect match across the board then. <laughs> there you go. hundred percent. That's awesome. But you feeling good now? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. You know, every day is a, is a good day. It's a blessing. So, uh, you know, I'm just happy to, uh, you know, feel a lot better and I don't have to be stuck on a dials machine because uh, yeah. that's the worst feeling in the world. But uh, I just, uh, I feel better every day. Great. Yeah, I know people who who go through dialysis and it's, you know, it's two, three days a week and it's very exhausting and it's it's an unfortunate lifestyle to have to maintain. So I'm glad you don't have to deal I, I with that. Doing it, I was doing it every day. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. wow! How long was the process? Well, I mean, they you stay on it until you find a donor, and then once they're ready to, uh, you know, do uh, you stay all the way up till uh, they do the surgery? You no, know, I mean, like, how long do... did it from the from your diagnosis to the the surgery? Like, how long of a period was that? It, it was about a year and a half, maybe. Wow! wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. We're happy to Thank hear you. that things that worked worked out for you there. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. But uh, we, we we have you in here because we want to talk some wrestling, man. We want to talk some hey, wrestling, you, you know. Let's and uh, you know, you uh, you know, you're 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 part of a very important family and uh, in in the wrestling business. And obviously, you you have a you know a very interesting uh, career. Um, I'd like to talk about a few things, one of which is your time in, in Qatar and, and, and things like that. But if you could kind of like walk us through your your kind of genesis into wrestling, because you're born into this family where that is just a very strong thread amongst everybody in there. Did you feel like there was ever anything else you wanted to do? that would be, you know, aside from wrestling, or did you feel like that just was your natural path to get into? Well, to be honest, um, let's put it this way. Uh, in our family, you know, if you get into wrestling, you, you we, we start you young. And yeah. I actually started at 15. Yeah. But I've always, you know, I was younger and I had an uncle on my mom's side that, was a police officer uh, and uh, he used to take me on rides and I got hooked on, you know, law enforcement. Yeah. So uh, I actually ended up doing that as I was wrestling on, on you know, after, a few, you know, when I got older and I, I actually was wrestling and I was doing law enforcement. So I did about 17 years in law enforcement. Wow. Uh, it was something that I wanted to do in the beginning, but then uh, wrestling came in and it became a full-time job for me in the beginning. Well, thank yeah. you for your service uh, for one. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that's so okay. Well, there you go. Then, so you know, you did have an interest in something else, but somehow you still got pulled in the direction of wrestling uh, when it was all said and done. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it was not easy to not do it. Put it that oh, way. It yeah. was. It was. It was like in my face. You know. Uh, since I was young, I used to, you know, watch my brothers and my cousins train. And then uh, I started training. And uh, before you know it, uh, at age 15, my dad opened up uh, the Wild Samoan Training Center in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. And we moved there. And then I started my career from there. It was I was 15. And I believe 
uh, my first match, I was almost 16 years old. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you go out there and you start training and, uh, you ended up, uh, doing some time in ECW, you know, can you tell us a little about that and how that came to be? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, before I went to WWF, I actually was working for Todd Gordon. He was actually, it was called Eastern Championship Wrestling. Right. I was his top heel back then. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was working for him. So if you want to really be true and honest, uh, you know, saying that, uh, you know, original ECW, this one right here, uh, and Todd will tell you, yeah. I'm an original ECW. So, you know, I, I was in the Philadelphia area working for him and kept me busy. And then uh, when that opportunity came to uh, go to WWF and, uh, you know, start working with them on the road, uh, that was a no brainer, of course. And, uh, sure. you know, I enjoyed it. And then uh, after uh, finishing there, I went to Puerto Rico and I stayed in Puerto Rico for almost seven years. Wow. Back and forth, you know, then I come back and, and, and go back on the road for WWF. But um, yeah, I was in Puerto Rico. And then after that, I re-signed with WWE. And then uh, after that little journey, uh, then I we went into uh, ECW, which uh, was with Paul Ellering, Paul E. And yeah. I had the greatest time. Working for ECW was, it, it was fun and it was you know, it, it put it this way, you know, with WWE, you gotta, you know, you gotta go by what they want to do, but Paul just let us enjoy ourselves. We, you know, if you came up with something, he would, you know, let you go with it. If, if he had something with it, we'd mix it together and it would work. So it was, sure. it was, it, it was very good working for Paul. Well, your family's got kind of a long history with him too, right? I heard that uh, you had mentioned in a different interview about knowing him way back when he was a photographer. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he was a photographer back in the days, and uh, he used to, you know, uh, take pictures of my dad and uncle. And then he actually started uh, bringing guys in, you know, to getting more into the wrestling. And from there, he just exploded. And then he uh, started, uh, you know, um, managing my brother and my cousin, which they were the SST, the Samoan Twa team. So, I mean, they go a long ways and uh, it was in WCW and then now look at he's ending up with the, the head of the table himself, yep, you know, yeah. and then, and that, that storyline, I mean, I, we can get into that, but I mean, it's just crazy. It's off the wall and uh, I'm really enjoying what they're doing with them. Well, it's, it's, it's really cool that there's that legitimate uh, connection between Paulie and your family going all the way back so when he talks about that stuff in the ring, it's that's not storyline. That's that's reality. And yeah, that's really, that's totally reality. He Matter really fact, has been attached to to that family. Actually, he just he just texted me yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I always text him and I tell him, you know, I said, I love it. Great work. You know, this and that. And uh, he was just telling me because uh, I actually am trying to go back as a producer or an agent for WWE. And right it was on. in the works before uh, COVID and then COVID hit, of course, couldn't do anything. And then the budget cut. So I've been waiting and uh, I finally talked to, to them and met with them. So uh, right now they're just waiting. And uh, I just found that out. Plus, he just told me that they're waiting until everything's settled with uh, um, this 
buy that they did this conjunction with UFC. So sure. uh, once they do that, yeah. then they'll go back into the hiring process. But yeah. uh, it's funny because he just messaged me yesterday and was telling me that. He goes, I was just thinking about you and I was just <laughs> talking about you with the company and, you know, when they're going to bring you in. And then he was like telling me that. And I said, yeah, Paul, sorry to tell you, but I already know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and uh, he you got, always, you got a few people on the inside there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he always keeps in touch with me. If I text him, he'll always text me back. And, and I appreciate that from him because I know he's busy, but he is that close to our family where he doesn't hesitate to call to call or, you know, text back. That's really cool. That's very yeah. cool. Um, no, so, you're, you're, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, please, John. No, I'd say along those same lines, uh, we know that you've trained at your father's um, academy. How is training all the wrestlers? Like, you know, how your transition from wrestling to teaching wrestling, how did that go? Well, before I I was training, as I was training, I was actually, uh, uh, I was actually training myself and train his students at the same time so it was like training in progress but uh <laughs> once i was there and i was helping my dad train the students uh, a lot of guys came out of our school like uh uh gene snitsky um mm-hmm. uh, who else uh i've Billy I've, Kidman. I've met gene and i don't know in my life that i've ever had a handshake that I thought was going to crush my hand more (laughs) than Gene Snitsky. I mean, like I thought he was going to just shatter my hand when he shook my hand. (laughs) He has a thorough handshake for sure. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're training someone, like, do you know, could you tell like that, even though you're going to continue training them and they're going to be a wrestler, could you tell like this person really has something special? When could you tell that? Well, I mean, you can tell as soon as they actually walk through the door, to be honest with you, because you can tell whether they have heart for the wrestling business or they're just there for the glory. Because right. if they're going to come in or train, they're going to put their heart and soul into it. If they're going to go there and waste our time, you can tell because a lot of guys, they don't, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, you know what? There's the door because yeah. I, we don't have time to deal with that, you know? But a, a lot of guys, all the guys that we got in there, we never had any really... uh should I say big head guys that walked through the door? We had a couple of them, but they didn't last for a couple of days. And that was it, you right. know, because my dad could spot it and he he would let them know if you're wasting my time, he goes, there's a door, leave. But um, like uh, Gene was a natural. Billy Kidman was unbelievable. Sure. I mean, this kid, when he came in there, he used to actually come and just watch in the beginning. And he would yeah. sit there and my dad would let him watch. And then before you know it, when he wanted to train, that kid blew out records from guys in there for doing sit-ups, push-ups, everything. I mean, he he was unbelievable and uh, mm. good gentle. I mean, uh, gentle heart. I mean, really, uh, you know, uh, good good kid, man. I mean, I, I love Billy, man. And to this day, every time I see him, man, he's always giving me a hug, and he never forgets where he came from, and and I appreciate that from him. That's very cool to hear. Yeah. Well, I've always been a fan, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and then we have got you- uh, Tista, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and uh, actually trained him. I still a lot of one on one with him. Yeah, and uh, actually I was on contract when they asked to see him. My dad talked to Vince and said, "Hey, I got a big guy here." And Vince said, "All right, let's see him." Yeah. So uh, I actually went up to the office with them to to train with him, and 
let them see how you know how good he was. And of course, I told him, you know, they're saying throwing me around. I'm gonna throw you around too. So you know, you got to yeah. look good. For play. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was funny because we were driving back from Connecticut and uh, going back to PA, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call, and they actually overnighted his his contract. He got signed the same day he trained. Oh wow! Wow! wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Have you found in the course of training other people that you learn things yourself? Um, because I've, uh, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer, but I've also helped um, do some training in the ring as well. And I find that like, as you're trying to show other people like the right way to do things, sometimes it makes you even tighten up your own game a little bit and, and, and you, you start realizing that, you know, you kind of almost like take lessons away from that. Have you had that experience at all? Or is that just me? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's always, you know, you're going to like, for example, Billy Kidman. Yeah. Uh, I'll use him as an example. He came in there and he shined. I mean, he was good at everything he did. So, you know, if you're training somebody like that and you say, man, this kid's got his game going on, you know, and uh, you want to pip it up as well. So that makes you want to do things a little bit better and a little more, you know, take more risk doing other things to prove that, Hey, I'm the trainer. You're, you're, you know, uh, you're, you're yeah. a student, but uh, yeah, uh, it always, you know, you get somebody in there that's got the talent They're they're natural and, and it does step your game up a little bit. Well, you and it, it's infectious when you get somebody who you know is serious about it because then you want to like then you want to tell them everything you want to give them every last bit of knowledge and education you possibly can because you know that they really really want it and when you see that enthusiasm it just it you'll just you'll go 10 times above and beyond for that person it's the people who just like you can tell are just they're going through the motions and you're just you're only going to give them so much you know Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you're hundred percent on that, man. And it's, it's great. It gets a good feeling when you know that these kids have their heart and soul into it and you're training them because they love wrestling. And yeah. that's the name of the game. When you feel like it's worth your time, then you're willing to give every last bit of your time to it because it's just, it's like you want to see them do well and succeed because yes. you know, you've got someone who respects it and is taking it seriously. So absolutely. it's absolutely it's a very uh, exciting uh, thing to be a part of, you know, and yes. then when you, and then especially when, you know, it gets down the road and you see them actually start having some success, then it really, then it's really cool. You know, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, a mother having a child, you know? Yeah, you, man. Yeah. You <laughs> totally. You're, you're no, there's, a, there's a pride, there's a pride in there for them. And it's like, cause you know, more than anybody where they came from, you know, and how yeah. they started. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's cool. And then you become a fan of theirs. <laughs> you yeah, uh, yeah I see those guys on TV, and uh, when mm -hmm. he got signed, I was so happy for him. And you know, I I really watched WCW because of him. You know, yeah. because I wanted to see him. So it's definitely a pleasure, and uh, it's a great feeling when you see them accomplish what they want and make it to the big time. For sure. Now you were in the movie uh, The Wrestler. Can you tell us any any fun stories from that experience? Yeah, actually. Uh, I, I told this story uh, plenty of times, but uh, um, we we trained Mickey Rourke for the for the movie, yeah. and uh, you know before that we were actually start training Nicolas Cage. He was supposed to be the original person. Oh then, really? I, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, and then they actually uh, asked him to do uh, National Treasure too. 
And um, he had money invested in that. So he actually pulled out of the, the wrestler. And of course, he's going to go do that because uh, it's a bigger budget, you know, movie. So then uh, they were trying to figure out who can they get. And uh, the, the producer uh, got in touch with Mickey Rourke and he was all for it. And, um, you know, we started training him. We trained well, him. Well, he was great. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I didn't train him too much. I did train him, like, I think two or three times. And uh, then after that, uh, I do know one story when <laughs> when I was training him, Mickey was used to boxing. Yeah. So his stamina was boxing and he, you know, he could get his win for that. But wrestling was completely different. Oh, yeah. So it was sure. taking more, more way more legs, him. way more legs. Oh, yeah. Longer. And yeah. body movements and everything. Yeah. So as we were training them, he was, as we call it, blown up. He was blown up. <laughs> yeah. And every time he hyperventilated, he ran to the window and he would yell at his his um his security guy that's with him or whoever was there, open the damn windows. And he put his head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was trying to help him. And I said, here, this is what we're going to do. And I take the bag in each corner. Yeah. And I said, when you feel like you start hyperventilating, I said, take the bag and breathe in it. And so he did it a couple of times and he, it helped him. But that window, it seemed like was his best friend, man. He just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> That's but uh, he was a great guy, man. He was awesome, man. I I I thought he was gonna be more of a snob, you know. But no, yeah. he was he was a great person, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a fantastic movie, and um, you know, but it's it it just goes to show, you know, how so many people just don't they discount the athleticism that it takes to be able to do, you know, pro wrestling and. Yeah to have that you know the lung capacity to just go even like six to eight you know in the ring i mean you're going non-stop you're running you're dropping you're getting back up you're picking somebody up who's 250 pounds you got to drop them pick them up again fall down get up run across the ring jump over the rope i mean it's just like it's it's a it's a workout like nobody could really fathom you know, and to have the the agility and the endurance to be able to do it takes a lot of time and a lot of training to do that. And, and the only way you'll get through that is if you really, truly have passion for it, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, I've seen guys that just threw up on the side of the ring. I mean, guys that hit the ropes and broke their ribs. I mean, because they weren't conditioned, but after a while, you know, they got conditioned, but it's not easy, you know, and uh Mickey was, he went through it and he respects the business so much yeah. you know, now because of what he's seen, you know, people can watch TV and say, oh yeah, I can do that. Get in the ring and try it. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I mean, like that's, that's, that's one of my, always been one of my biggest frustrations. I'm like, you know, I know they make it look easy, but that's because they're that good. And that's what you're not giving them credit for. They're so good that they can do that and make it look like, oh yeah, I could jump in there. I can jump off the top rope and do a frog splash. I mean, what difference is, you know, it's like, yeah, you think you do. And then get in, you know, the first time you go in there and you try, you'll be like, oh shit. (laughs) Tremendous. So, you know, but, um, well, that's awesome. That's that's very cool. I'm glad you got to be a part of that. Um, and so, where, so you know, you know, obviously you you're you're out with uh, your kidney right now and everything. But uh, what's uh, what's in the future for you? Well, I mean, uh, 
I really asked my doctor, I said, what can I do after this? And uh, I told my, you know, my doctor knew what I did and, and who I was and everything. And I told him, I said, listen, I got to be straight out with you. I said, wrestling is, it's, you know, it's choreographed and, you know, we can go out there and do what we want and, you know, see what we can do. I can protect myself. Sure. He goes, well, as long as you can protect yourself, he goes, and you don't get directly hit in the stomach with it like sharp. He goes, which should, nobody should be hitting you with a sharp, you know, object or something. Anyway, like that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you should be fine. He goes, but, you know, take your time. He goes, right now, you can, you know, I told him I do signings and I travel. He goes, you're fine to travel, you know, to go do your signings. He goes, but take it slow. And he goes, I wouldn't see why not. You should do what you love. He goes, just do it, but be careful. So, right. uh, you know, I, I'll continue doing my signings and, you know, going to conventions and doing those. I got a lot of those uh, set up already. Um, but, you know, uh, well, then, ring, I mean, if, if this if this gig with WWE opens up, too, that's a, that's going to change things for you, too. So sure, sure. It, it, it's something that it'd be steady. And, you know, I mean, I've done 36 years and going on 37 years in the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, I've done everything possible that I can dream of, you know, that I, I enjoy doing. So this is something, my passion and, yeah. you know, helping other guys and, you know, producing because I do a lot of that now. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is right up, this is right in my wheelhouse, you know, to do that. So I would uh, love to do it. And I, you know, that would be something I can retire in and that'd be it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what's one of the great things about the business is that, it's not like if, if you're not in the ring, it's not like that's it for you. There's a lot of different ways to be a part of it and contribute to it and help others and pass on what you've learned to other people and, and help, you know, strengthen its core and build it up, you know, for the future. So, um, so yeah, that's a, it's a wonderful part about this whole thing. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities I'm sure ahead of you. So plenty of opportunities and, uh, you know, I'm there to take advantage of me. That's awesome. John, you have a, a, a quick question going back to your youth when, when you know, obviously your, your dad and your uncle were wrestling in the WWE or WWF back then. Mm -hmm. So you were a little guy. Did did you meet or did you like play in the ring at all? Did you meet like, uh, I think you're about the same age as Shane. Like, did you guys, you know, wrestle the ring at all or anything like that? No, actually, you know, I didn't go a lot on the road with my dad. You know, I was more with my mom. But when I did, you know, I used to go to locker rooms. And uh, I'll never forget when Andre the Giant, he went over there, he went by me, and I looked up at him like this. Oh, my God. And, um, he yeah. went over there, he walked by me, and he put his hand on my head, and it covered my whole top of my oh, head. Oh, wow. And, and he goes there, he goes, hey, kid. And he he tapped me on the head and it felt like he broke my neck. But uh, that was about <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's, and, uh, you know, that, that's uh, awesome. you know, to meet guys like that and uh, you know, when I was younger and to see how much of of a superstar and what they did for the business and you know it's unbelievable now. But back then you didn't see it that way, but now you see it and I'm um, just blessed and happy to meet these guys and actually work with a lot of them you know when i was young i mean i worked with uh you know like junkyard dog uh oh, chief wow. jules strongbo chief jay strongbo wow. uh, and sergeant slaughter uh i mean uh uh oh, so many of them i worked with you know paul orndorff king kong bundy uh we're even going back to george animal steel uh i worked with a lot of them and uh i'm just 
honored to have had the opportunity to wrestle against them at a young age and be able to know them. And, uh, sure. you know, a lot of them are gone and they're missed, but, uh, I have something that I can take with me and say that, hey, I knew that person personally, and I got to be able to go in the ring and wrestle against them, and uh, it was it was an honor. Yeah, and and yeah. and all of those experiences leave you with a learning experience as well, and so you, yes. you get to take you get to take that and carry that throughout the rest of your life, and I'm sure have applied them to your career um, up to present. So. That's very cool, and that's very. I I mean I I'm envious of the Andre moment because that's I, cool. Anyone who gets Andre to you know put his hand over your entire head, I think that's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Well, wait a minute, we we got to answer. We, we got to ask. So oh, who really one... is the tribal chief? Oh boy! Oh boy! Ooh, well, I mean, uh, Roman can call himself the tribal chief on WWE, but the true tribal tribal chief and the head of our family is my dad. All right. He, Great answer, yes. <laughs> Great answer. He, he is in charge of our family, so uh, that's my tribal chief. All right. Okay. Well, you heard and, it here. Uh, I will be making my debut back in Qatar sometime. Uh Maybe over the summertime, I'm supposed to go back there because I'm still their heavyweight champion. And, uh, you know, I'm just waiting and uh, they want to bring me back. Uh, they do small academy uh, shows there for now until the big show comes up. So I'm going to go over there and, uh, you know, they're going to bring me in and introduce me as a heavyweight champion, which everybody knows. So well, I'll be going back there soon. Let's let's talk about that real quick. We don't have to jump off just yet. Um, I did want to. I I didn't think about that, but I did want to bring that up. So tell us about that. Tell us about that promotion in, in Qatar that you're 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 working with and you're the heavyweight champ for. Yeah, Qatar is uh, the, the the owner of it, uh, Ali. Um, I've known him for a long, long time, and actually, uh, he knew he worked with my cousin Yokozuna years yeah. ago as well, and he was young, but uh, Ali's a great guy uh is um he guy how can i put it when we go there he takes care of all the guys i mean there's no problems um you know it's a great company to work for i mean uh you know the people enjoy wrestling over there and uh ali has a partner his name is bala he's from germany but he was raised up in in uh qatar and yeah. he's a great guy too. And those two together, they work so well together and they made the company great the way it is. So, uh, you know, uh, working for them is great. You know, he had a lot of stars over there. Uh, Cody Rhodes was there, you know, uh, mm -hmm. John uh, Morrison. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, the last show we did, we had, uh, you know, uh, Big Sexy there, uh, Kevin Nash, sure. uh, yeah. Eric Bischoff, Road Warrior Animal, God Rest His Soul. He was there. And that's actually the last time I saw Joe, matter of fact. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, that was something that I cherish as well. But uh, there were so many over there. I mean, there's so many names over there and the people enjoyed it. I mean, we were in a big arena and uh, it, it was just awesome, man. And everything over there is top notch, top notch. Well, it's good to hear. It's always nice to hear about a well-run promotion because they're few and far between. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that's awesome, man. Uh, and I'm glad to hear that you're getting out there and you're the you're the heavyweight champ. So be uh, be well. I'm glad to hear you're on the mend. I'm glad to hear that you had the the the, the kidney transplant. And everything went well. 
John, Thank you. you look like you've got something to say. Yeah, just before we let you go, is there anything you'd like to promote? I know you got. Um, I know you're doing a uh, convention yeah. in River City uh, next weekend. Um, is there anything else you want to promote? Your social media, anything like that? Yeah, I'll be in uh, Jacksonville at the River City convention uh, on June 10th and 11th, and then I'll actually be uh, coming up in. I believe I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm at the Icons of Wrestling. And then I got a couple more in Pennsylvania. So, uh, I, you know, slowly but surely, I'm getting these conventions back. And uh, if you guys want to hit me up, if you want to bring me in for a convention or bring any of our family members, please let me know. And you can reach me at my Facebook, which is under Baitanoa Lloyd Anawaii. Uh, I have my chief name in there in the beginning. So people always ask me, what's that name? And I said, well, that's my high chief name because I am a chief back home now. So oh. uh, I represent that. And then you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Twitter underneath uh, the Great Alofa, uh, LA Smooth. So if hit me up and uh, if you guys uh, wanna book uh, any of the Simone Dynasty, you got them right here. All right, now tell, me if, now, now, now tell me if I'm saying this right, cause John and I went back and forth about this a little bit. It's Anawai. Yes, very good. Anawai. Anawai. Yeah, see, okay. I told told you. I told you. you. Were, you were, I was a little off. I told you. I had it. I had it. All right. Dude, thanks again so much, LA. It was a pleasure to get to talk to you and get to hear some of your stories and everything. I wish you the best and we'll uh we'll post all of your social media and everything so people can find you and follow you. And uh really thanks again for coming on and being with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. And it was a pleasure. And uh, anytime we want to do this again, let me know and uh, we'll, we can do it. We can talk on other subjects. If something else comes up, let's do it. We'd love to have you back again, I'm man. Blessed, we'll talk. Friend. We'll absolutely talk again for sure. Be Take well. Care. Stay well. Thank you guys very much. And I appreciate the, you know, hospitality. Thank you. Of course. Take care, buddy. Be well. L.A. Smooth, ladies and gentlemen, there he is, um, part of the Samoan dynasty. 17 years as a uh, police officer is nothing to, nothing to sneeze at either. You know, that's a, that's a long, long run, man. Um, cool dude, but, man. Really, really fun guy. Yeah, really fun, nice and laid back. Um, and uh, but yeah, I think it's 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 interesting that like, he grew up in the family and yes, it's like, I'm sure he's just surrounded by wrestling all over the place. And that can go a couple different ways. You know, you can fall into it and become part of it, or you will become rebelling against it. And, you know, it's like in my family, you know, there was me, my mom and my dad, and we're all, you know, bodybuilders. And then there was my brother and who went the complete opposite direction and was like, I will never lift a weight for as long as I live, you know? So you never know which way these things are going to go, but you know, he got 17 years as a cop, but he still couldn't quite completely let go of the, uh, the wrestling, but it sounds like he's had a lot of incredible experiences, you know, just as a child and then growing up and then being able to train with other people and, and train other people um, and see someone like Billy Kidman come in as a student and, and see their heart and their attitude and then watch them develop into a, a, a top tier talent. You know, that's 
that that perspective is very unique and while i haven't quite had that level of success with the one person i've worked with um i am still very i i can understand the level sure. of pride that that puts into you and the appreciation and like he said you become a fan of the person and i'm in my case it's uh it's cameron but um Great. you know i but i am legitimately a fan of hers as well yeah. you know so so no, I hear he, seems to, he seems to have embraced like all the like he's got the best attitude about the wrestling business and, and he's embraced all the good parts seems like a really good yeah. guy you know he, he he cares about putting it forward for the next generation not necessarily of his family but of, of anybody yeah speaking of um, that like I, I forgot to ask him if i could be an honorary uh, member well, I'm glad you forgot to ask him that because it would have been a terrible question and it would have been very embarrassing for being a show in general. So I think I've got one to take. Let's, let's count that as a blessing because God forbid if somebody actually in the family was drunk enough to say yes to such a request and I saw you on some poster with the, the rest of the family, I'd, I'd, I'd lose my mind. I just Hawaii? Yeah, it would not be good. It, it rolls. It does not. It does not. No, but he really, he was, uh, all seriousness, he was a, he was a really great dude. Really, really. It was a really fun interview. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that we said we would have him on again and we will, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll catch up with him again a little down the road. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm very happy for him in that, you know, from the kidney situation and everything yeah. that he was able to not only find a donor, but that his wife was able to do it and willing Incredible. to do it and everything. That's a, you know, there's a, that's a, that's a very beautiful thing. And so I'm happy for him and uh, for the rest of his family. So he's in a good place. He's got a ton of stories. So I'm sure we will have him back on and, and here's, uh, you know, dig a little deeper into some more of his stories. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, with that, I, of course, as always, have been who else but Tani else. And with me is the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robleski. <laughs>